You're with Clement Magnatella on 702. Live streaming countrywide on the Prime Media Plus app. DSTV Channel 856, 92.7 and 106 FM. Six minutes after nine o'clock. Dumelang, welcome to the Clement Magnatella Show on this Tuesday, the 6th of February. It's great to have you with us here uh, on 702. I hope you're well this morning. We start the show, as always, with the 702 open line. What do you want to talk about this morning? Give me a call right now on 011-883-0702. You can be the first caller or you can send us a WhatsApp on 072-702-1702. 702. Let's walk the talk. Look, thank you so much for already sending you some, especially I see on the WhatsApp line already, there's some uh, recruitment agencies that are talking to us about the skills that they need. Um, uh, please, I-, I need you to start sending them at 10 o'clock so that they don't get lost on the WhatsApp line. Because now what we're going to do is now receive calls and take WhatsApps on the 702 open line so if you can please i mean unless you send us an email because there it's safe cm at 702.co.za otherwise give us a call at 10 o'clock or you can send your whatsapps um at 10 o'clock so that we don't lose them so what are we talking about this morning 011-883-0702 that's the number to dial you can send your whatsapps on 072-702-1702 so much on my mind i don't know what's on your mind um i was listening to the story about uh, that Juliet was reading about the South African labor unions now urging domestic workers to ensure that their employers raise their salaries so that they align with the upcoming increase in the national minimum wage. How many of you actually consider the national minimum wage when you're employing, whether it's someone who, to do your garden or someone to come and, and clean and be your house manager or domestic worker or helper, whatever term you prefer. Remember the employment and labor minister, Tulasin Nesi, gazetted an increase of 8.5% to the minimum wage, and it's set to, 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 to take effect next month. And when calculated for an eight-hour workday, the monthly wage for domestic workers should increase by 300 rand. Are you doing that? Because some organizations have often argued that, sure, we understand why it's important for us to implement the national national minimum wage, but we are struggling as a company. So, should I rather not hire you at all because I can afford the national minimum wage or should I hire you and I can pay you what I can afford? And my worry with that is, yes, It is true that there are people out there who are so desperate for employment that they don't care about the national minimum wage. All they want right now is to put food on the table. They want to get a job where they're just going to be paid something so they can buy food for their children, so they can feed their families, so they can get some experience of sorts. But on the other side, that opens the door to exploitation. So how do we manage that? How do we, how do we regulate 
and manage employers who argue we simply do not have the money. Especially now that the minimum wage is increasing, we just don't have the money to match that. But we can still employ about five people on the old minimum wage or just just below the minimum wage. But holistically speaking, if we want to get to a point where this country actually works, we want to get to a point where the poverty levels are decreased, we need to make sure that people have buying power. We need to make sure that people work and their salaries are not simply ending on their transport fares. Their salaries are not ending after they buy groceries. And I think that's the balance we, 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 need, to, we need to make. Let me know what your thoughts are on, on 011-883-0702. You can send your WhatsApps as well on 072-702-1702. Your voice. Your station. Your open line. Walk the talk with Clement Manyatella on 702. 011-883-0702. Your WhatsApp's on 072-702-1702. Morning, Clement. Just regarding the salary for our domestic worker, we could not afford the increases that were coming through so we gave her an extra day off every week so every wednesday she doesn't come into work she only works monday tuesday thursday friday uh and not a motion mm. okay so that's how you you're managing it at home so you see but on the other side that is not great news for for the helper because that means that's like 300 less or I don't know how much you guys pay a day or 250 less or 400 less that she used to make a week. Uh, but on the other side, it prevents, I mean, it creates an opportunity for her to go find another job like where she can go on the Thursday, on the Wednesday that um, she's not coming uh, to you guys. But it's something that's, as a family, when you can't afford that, you've got to make some tough decisions. And that's one of the decisions that this listener says they've made. So how are you managing the increase in the national minimum wage? And even the first base of the national minimum wage when it was, when it was announced a couple of years ago. As a business, right? if you're an employer, I'd like to hear from you as well. Have you had to make some tough decisions about keeping a small number of employees because you simply cannot afford it? How do you manage, especially now, where the economy is not growing as it should? And when the economy is not growing, when the conditions for businesses are not so conducive, that impacts on the prospects of of job creation. There's so many people that need jobs. There's so many people that are desperate. So how do you manage that? And how do we avoid the exploitation of employees? Because let's be honest, this is a capitalist system. There are some companies that are going to plead poverty just because they want to look at the profit margins. They're not interested to pay employees what those employees actually deserve or what matches the national minimum wage. When you look at their profit margins, the bottom line That's their priority. They don't want to be spending a lot of money on wages, which I get. 
But if you have space, you know, and financial space in your company to actually pay that maximum minimum wage, why would you not pay it? And you want to plead poverty. And then that leads to the exploitation of, of, of employees. Let me know how you manage it. And there's someone out there who has been looking for a job. Do you care at all about the national minimum wage being paid up to par with what the law requires? Or do you just need a job? Because I just want experience. Or I just want to feed my family. It's a tricky one. Um, good morning, Clement. I think it's very unfair for companies to say they can't afford the, the, the proposed minimum wage, you know, because most of those people, those companies or CEOs in those companies, they get their raise and bonuses every year. Mm. And it comes mm. in thousands, you know. So if they really want to be fair, man, they can, I'm pretty sure they can take off 300 and something from their salaries and and direct it to, to, to the minimum wage of the cleaners or helpers or whatever, you know? Mm. Yeah, it's... And you know, the high, we've got one of the highest levels of inequality in this country. And the minimum wage is one of the key mechanisms to reduce that income inequality. So, and you talk about these profits and these bonuses that CEOs get. But when you look at the lowest worker, sometimes it's actually quite despicable. It really is. And and if we're going to be serious about decreasing those high levels of inequality, that's where it's going to begin. But we also need to be real about the conditions with which companies are operating under today, Right? Good morning, Clemmy, and your team. Flores here from the Western Cape. Clemmy, I think most people are so desperate for a job that they don't really care about the salary. And like you rightfully said, that's when um, prospected uh, um, and current employers then take advantage of. But there is those who really are living in an agricultural area where I am a manager on a small holding. And there is an effort from some of the farmers to adhere to the minimum uh, uh, payment. But then there are those who take chances because they know people are desperate. And that needs to be addressed. Have a good job. Uh, Money, Clement. On the topic of uh, minimum wage. I mean, yeah, my feeling is, I mean, if you can't pay an employee that minimum wage, I mean, how much are the domestic workers making? Five grand a month? Maybe? But if you can't pay that amount of money, isn't that better that you do your your washing and cleaning? Like, really? You can't, I mean, you can't be paying someone less than that. Like, honestly. Hey, Brother Clement, uh, you know, Brother Clement, to be quite honest, man, people just want to work, man. Um, this thing of sitting in the house the whole day, Netflixing, show mixing, chiggy chiggy, open the fridge. Ow. <laughs> when, the, <laughs> when the breadwinners come back, hey, they complain. You, you get Brother Clement. So it's a, it's a matter of, of, 
or just getting something to do. It doesn't matter how much uh, money you get paid. As long as your mind is not idling, as they say, an idling mind is a devil's workshop. Yeah, Tibos from uh, Auckland Park. Yeah, Tibos, but people are not just sitting at home. Um, not everybody is just sitting at home and not wanting to work. There are people out there who are so desperate for employment that they'll tell you, I'll take anything. But sometimes we've got, and look, I don't want to take away your own experience. Maybe you live with someone like that. Maybe you have a loved one or someone close to you who just sits at home and all they do is open a fridge and there's no interest whatsoever in being serious about looking for a job. But I've not come across such a person. Most people I know who are looking for jobs, they're desperate. When you see them watching Netflix, that's not because they're not desperate. Because what? What are we expecting? People who are unemployed, they must just what? Sit on a computer 24-7, not take a break, not take a walk, not, not watch a documentary, a series on Netflix. And yeah, some of them do. All they do is sit there on television because... Everything is, they're, they're having it easy, so to speak. They still have a roof under their head. They still have food. So for them, finding a job is not a top priority. But other people are just desperate. Craig, you're calling us from Johannesburg. Good morning. Hi, Craig. Hi, hi, Clement. How are you? I'm all right, man. How are you doing? Hey, good, man. Clement, uh, I, just, uh, I just thought, you know what? I need to get a hold of you because uh, I feel very strong about, for example, domestic workers and uh, receiving the minimum wage. There's two things, Clement. Either you can afford to have a domestic or you can't afford it. And uh, I feel more strong that there should be an annual increase. It's non-negotiable. Um, it is not a topic. It should be done. Uh, one of your callers called in early on and said, you know what, uh, CEOs and directors and, and all these corporate people, they, they, they tend to get uh, their increases. Man, if you want to obviously uh, have a domestic in your, uh, uh, at your uh, place, I think it's only right, Clement. Mm. Okay, Craig. Um, in Johannesburg, thank you so much for, for your call. Some of the WhatsApps coming through. Kevin says, Clement, I'm seeing entry-level roles in the contact center industry starting at below minimum wage, which is wrong. It's an employer market, not an employee market. So employers tend to take advantage. Outside of the minimum wage, uh, salary levels have actually dropped. That's a message there from Kevin. Another one says, Clem, um, I think for most of the people, it's the lack of knowledge and education from the Department of Labor that causes uh, that frustration. Yeah, maybe it is. But can you imagine when you are the lowest worker in your company? Yeah, And I'm talking here in terms of skills, um, in terms of the, the, the salary band as well. Can you imagine like when you're desperate for that job, to keep that job, what the power dynamics are when you sit with your boss and, and you want to say, um, the labor department says this is how much you should be paying me. Some employers are taking advantage of the desperation of people to hold on to jobs.
the employers that since COVID-19 have cut salaries of employees. And yes, that was necessary at the time. But even when the company seems to be bouncing back, they've not gone back to what these employees used to earn. Because for them, ah, oh, they're making money. They're, they're saving so much on wages. Because they understand the environment that we're operating in. It's difficult to find a job today. That's why some people would rather have their salary cut than to be without a job completely. So yeah, some employers are hectic out there. Jimmy, you're in Benoni. Good morning. Good morning to you. There's a two-way conversation with this one here. First of all, the big companies or the medium-sized companies or companies that have more than 40, 50 staff, all of them abide by the law with a minimum wage because they are policed by the companies and everything else that goes with it. It's the small guys that have got five and ten staff that might take the opportunity. So I take objection to the fact that the staff don't know the minimum wage. I mm. promise you, I, ca- I employ 160 staff and every single one of them knows exactly what the minimum wage is. Mm. So that are uneducated, the Labor Department should do its jobs. It shouldn't go and investigate the big companies because they are adhere to the law. It's the small shops that don't, don't abide by it. Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and, the, and the most important thing about the desperate jobs that you were referring to, education is such a major thing in our country. Do you know that I, I interviewed 10 people to employ one because so, of mm. literacy, because they, they, the, because they don't, can't speak English, because they can't do whatever. So it's, it's, a, it's a combination of everything that goes with it. So education is critical in our, com- in our country. And, of course, the minimum wage is a law. It's got to be abided by the law. Mm. That's my comment. Yeah, and Jimmy, you're raising a good point. I mean, and, you know, often the Labor Department will tell you, yeah, we don't have enough inspectors. Um, and that's a problem because what you are doing then, you're opening the door to many of these companies to do as they please because they know that you actually don't do your work when it comes to enforcing that legislation. And that's what makes the problem even bigger when you don't have rigorous, thorough enforcement mechanisms. People are not going to comply. And that's been the problem with the Labour Department. And I don't know now if, I mean, we've been trying to get the Labour Minister, we should try again this year to have him on the show. Because those are the issues we need to talk about. And it's not only when it comes to the issue of enforcing the legislation around the minimum wage. Even when it comes to enforcing legislation around how many foreign nationals can you hire? Let's say in the hospitality industry. It's a free-for-all there. Because we have a government that is not so effective when it comes to enforcement and regulation. It's 9.32. Your voice.
your station. Your open line. Walk the talk with Clemens Manuel on 702. It's 25 minutes before 10 o'clock. This is the 702 open line. If you've just joined us, we're discussing the national minimum wage. The Department um, of Labor, in fact, Employment and Labor Minister Tulasin Lesi has gazetted an increase of 8.5% to the minimum wage set to take effect next month. And when you calculate it um, for an eight-hour workday, the monthly wage for domestic workers should actually increase by 300 rand. Uh, but now you've got the South African labor unions now urging domestic workers to ensure their employers raise their salaries so that they align with the upcoming increase in the national minimum wage. But some business groups are saying, mm, you are going to kill us. Because there are those who argue that increasing the national minimum wage actually leads to higher labor costs and reduced profits, especially for small businesses. Uh, but then other people will contend that a higher minimum wage actually benefits small businesses because you're boosting consumer spending, you're reducing turnover. Some people are desperate. They just want a job. They don't care much about the minimum wage. But you also don't want to open the door to exploitation because in this capitalist system the employers who even when they've got space to pay the mission the national minimum wage they will not do so because they only care about the bottom line the profit margins what are your thoughts on this zamani and davidson hi good evening i'm all right man how are you doing i'm doing good you're speaking to zamani from davidson mm-hmm. yeah let's say zamani uh, a face value on theory on paper, the minimum wage is very good. Uh, I'm talking from experience as a, as, a, as a social entrepreneur and as a unionist. Uh, well, what a balance between the two is right. When we go to corporate business, big businesses, uh, it, it can be workable, it can be done because uh, uh, laws are there to be enforced. But in reality, when it comes to small businesses, informal business and all of those, uh, the reality must stick with us that if we want to grow South African economies, those industries, especially the small business and the, and the informal businesses, they will do their best to hire people. But uh, I've seen it on, 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 on my own as an uh, entrepreneur that you hire people, uh, giving them that, guys, I will afford to do this. I will afford to give you 1.5, 1.5, and maybe it says it's four. Instead of me hiring a, a, a mm-hmm. one guy and giving that money. I'm just trying to balance that thing so that each and everyone go back to a home having something that when the business grows, you will make them understand when you hire them. They will understand mm-hmm. that at least when you go. But uh, you give them three months, six months, they work for you. They start this thing now to say that ah, you, you're paying us peanuts. Of which you did agree that when the company grows, guys are always coming and share you with you, my margins and everything. But now, once they start getting outside influence, then they come, then it's where you, 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 you end up. Uh, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm advocating for putting it against space, but to where you end up that I'll interpret national because my own people I've put them and said, guys, let's grow this business. I'll give you 1.5. It's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. And then until the prince grows, but when they come and back, then I'm telling you, it, it will be, I, I'm not condoning, I'm not promoting, yeah, promoting it, but as, as a business person that you want to grow your business, you'll end up doing that, getting those guys that will run at 1.5 and then grow your business, hiring more of them. Because I'm seeing that the only way that you are going to reduce South African unemployment is to, to educate our guys, guys, if we go one size being 10 of you or 1,000, yeah. it's better than one of you getting the whole 10,000. Yeah. 
Yes, true. And sometimes, Zamani, some business owners are not as honest as you. Right? They will say, yeah, they will give that option even when they know that there's more from where they're offering that. Uh, but also there are some who are honest like you who are saying, I want to help you here and I want you to help me as well. So where do we meet each other halfway? Uh, Zamani, thanks for, for calling with your um, own contribution and opinion as a, as a business owner yourself. Uh, Sam, you're in Pretoria. What are your thoughts? I, uh, sure, Sam. You know, this thing, uh, yes, I'm here. You know, this thing is very controversial. You know, I remember when I started my own business, the Department of Labor did want to close me down and fine me because I was not paying minimum wage. And I couldn't afford it because I was just starting off the ground. Mm. And uh, that in itself is a problem because it encourages, it encourages entrepreneur, possible entrepreneurs to start. Secondly, you look at a situation, Clement, where a newly wedded couple with all the expenses, they are not getting an increase of 8%. And then they are expected to pass that to their They can't pay for their car, they can't pay for their students, whatever, their children's fees and all those things, but they need to pay, uh, they raise the increase by 8%. Mm. You know, So it, it, it doesn't balance. And lastly, what I want to say, the Department of Labor is one of the most useless departments we have in the country. Look at the informal traders, uh, sponsor shops and whatever with hierarchy. In the first place, they are not registered. How do they track them down? Nothing. You know? mm. So you will have a lot of people languishing in that pool because the government fails to do basic things. Yeah. Mm. And then they're going to tell know? you we don't people have... Who comply, uh. People who comply are being hit hard. People who don't comply... They are left scot-free. They are doing as they please. Yeah. Stem, uh, that is a fair point. I hope we'll engage with the Labour Minister soon. Um, in the next couple of weeks, we'll, we'll continue making our pitches to, uh, to, to him and, and his department. It's 19 minutes now before 10. Your voice. Your station. Your open line. Walk the talk with Clement Maniatella on 702. Nine minutes before 10 o'clock. Let's continue with your calls on the 702 open line. We've been talking about the national minimum wage um, that has now been increased. Um, in fact, the minister has uh, now gazetted the monthly wage for domestic workers should increase by 300 rand as per this 8.5%. Um, increase to the minimum wage that's set to take effect next month. Uh, Shanice, you are in Mayfair. Good morning. Hi, good day. Hi, good day. Go ahead. Um, Clement, um, my name is Shanice. Mm. Um, we've been in business for 13 years. Mm. We are a small uh, company. Um, initially, we were in the range of 12 uh, staff members. Um, prior to that, I've also been in, uh, working for a previous company for 19 years. Mm. Okay, so my point of view is that, um, you know, we have a huge um, staff turnover when it comes to our cleaning staff. Mm. It's not a very big premises. I think in total we are probably about uh, 200 square meters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, one of my roles is that I do understand I need to motivate my staff. Um, we do team building with our staff. 
Um, we also do the Christmas lunch. We do the Christmas gifts. We, we do all of that. And unfortunately, what I've found is in the 13 years that we've been here, unfortunately, um, it's not just cleaning ladies um, in general, um, but in terms of cleaning ladies, I've had more than, I think, about 110 staff members for cleaning over the years. And um, I've even paid them um, salary in the region of 5,000 rand per month. Um, but um, it's a case where they last a week, uh, two weeks, one month, mm. and um, they just give up. So I just wanted to, you know, give my perspective, what my findings are mm. since I've been in business for the past 13 yeah. years. Um, and unfortunately... Prior to my previous working career for 19 years, um, I, I, you know, I wasn't, um, uh, I didn't know that this was actually the situation in South Africa, and now I can understand why unemployment is so high. But do, do they give up, Shanice, when they leave your company? I mean, is it yes. because it's greener pastures? Maybe they found someone who pays them 6,000 rand? Because I don't know if anybody would just want to quit work that pays them 5,000 rent to go sit at home. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, uh, I feel that people is not motivated enough. Um, You know, nothing drives them. Um, I mean, I myself, I started with a 2,500 salary back in the day. And um, two years later, you know, it was a case where I purchased my own vehicle. Mm. Yes. A salary of two thousand five hundred. Mm. Um, so I think the main thing is people um, are unfortunately, um, you know, in a we can say it in plain English. But unfortunately, people are, are lazy, and you know the the problem is that um, all the calls that I heard this morning is that people are saying they are battling, they are struggling, mm. and really, I'm I'm a person that um, you know I've loved it that people. It's like they want to battle. Mm. Well, uh, Shanice, thank you for calling with, with that experience of yours. I do think, um, I think it's fraud to think and generalize and think people are lazy. I don't think that's, that, that's true at all. Yes, as I said earlier, there are instances where people just feel, I'm not going to work for 5,000 rand. I'd rather go sit at home um, and wait for another job. So I'm not taking that away from, from Shanice. But... This idea that people are lazy, they don't want work. In my life, I've not come across anybody like that. And I've got cousins or, um, or friends or, uh, you know, people I know around who, or people who know the people I know that are desperately looking for a job. And laziness is not the reason they're not getting a job. We are in a competitive labor market. If I'm being offered something better tomorrow... I consider it. That's the nature of human beings. We want what's better. So it's not that people are lazy. Unless you've got concrete evidence that this person left and they're now sitting at home struggling. But some people leave because actually someone has offered them 300 more. Peter, you're calling us from Pretoria. What do you want to say? Hi. Hi. Good morning, Clement. Yeah. Sure. Um, I just want to talk on the issue of domestic workers. Um, mm. And, uh, yeah, you know, for me, um, this is the person that I put in charge of my greatest asset, mm. um, the person that I entrust. 
every day of the week um, to basically run my household, um, to protect my greatest asset, which is my children. Um, I cannot imagine underpaying such a person. Um, mm. You know, um, and I, yeah, and unfortunately, it's a market that's being exploit, uh, exploited because it's only me and my domestic worker, you know. Yeah. So uh, they've got nowhere to run or nowhere to go to um, uh, share their grievances with. And um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, uh, people, and, and the thing is, you know, um, uh, luxuries generally cost money. Mm. It's a luxury mm. not to have to do your own laundry or True. to cook for yourself True. or to have to clean your own house. That's a luxury. Mm. Move to Australia or New Zealand, doesn't matter what you earn, you're going to do that yourself. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I think it's a matter of perspective and exploiting actually people within your most private mm. environment. Um, yeah. Your house is what you work for, your your. Your, the things in your house is what you work for um, to enjoy and you put somebody mm. in charge of that but we exploit that aspect and of it. And you want them to and, be uh, best in taking care of you, that home. 100%. Peter. And if you're 100%. not going to acknowledge and, and appreciate them well, you're doing yeah. a disservice to yourself actually. Uh, Peter, great great point that you're raising. Thanks man. Nare in Blagori, good morning. Hi Clement. Yes, I think you home me almost because I mean, uh, on the other side, most domestic workers that are being exploited. You find a person is working six days in a week, and then they, they understand. I'm saying they only get one day off. Some of them they off, mm. they get an off after after two weeks. You understand, and they pay them little money. But mm. at the same time, I mean, the the blanket approach. I think it is a blanket approach because. We have more smaller companies than big companies, you understand? So you find that uh, these smaller companies, they are struggling, you understand, to pay, I mean, like a, a reasonable money, you understand? I mean, salary to some workers. So I think the government should have looked at that. How many, I mean, do you have more bigger companies or do you have smaller, more smaller companies? As well, sometimes we are developing a country. So cheap labor is sometimes... Mm-hmm. Is needed, you understand, to build the economy of any, especially for developing countries. We, mm. You need a cheap labor as well to build the economy. Yeah. And then how far do we take it, I suppose, then becomes the question. Thank you, Naren Blegori, for your comment, man. Hi, Clement. How are you doing? It's David from Centurion. So just in line with the whole minimum wage and what the previous caller stated, I firmly believe just as we can have a minimum wage, we should cap the VPs and the board of directors and all of those higher ups to have a maximum salary because it is ridiculous. I mean, they can take home millions, but then they want to plead poverty and pay poverty towards the employees. But just do the minimum wage to all employees. And it's ridiculous. A capitalist system really, really fails this country. 